Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon. It is a Friday. Wolf, did you know it was a Friday? Yes. That's, I figured. It's based on... Wolf's been talking about Friday for... Since Thursday? Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) Friday, Friday, Friday. We all know why, though. This is the Friday leading into the divisional round playoffs, man. It doesn't get much better. That's a pretty good Friday. does not get much better. Here we go. All right, it's time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Phoenix Suns looked like themselves last night as they found the right level of energy to beat the Nets 117 to 112 in Cam Johnson's first game back from knee surgery. Here's Suns head coach Monty Williams. Book said it on the bench, like, way to get back on track. Like, this is what we're used to doing. We're used to winning games. And um, I, I, I've said it. It may sound like coach speak, but I, I feel like all of the stuff we've been through helped us win tonight's game because we've been in these moments on the road. And um, I think the team feels it. We don't want to get happy on the farm. we got to be better next game. But I think they feel like we can win games if we play the defense the way that we're capable of and we handle those moments when teams make a run or we have a few turnovers or we miss a few shots like the ability to stay right here is really important so our sanderson ford poll question is up now at arizonasports.com and it asks what was most impressive in the sun's win over the nets on thursday your choices Bridges, 28 points and 9 rebounds. Aiton's, 24 points and 14 rebounds. Johnson's, 19 points in his return. And Saban Lee's, 15 points off the bench. We haven't even talked about Saban Lee. Saban Lee. Lee. That's your answer? No, oh, I'm okay. just, just saying to say oh, Saban Lee. Saban Lee. Uh, I, I know you and I are not going to agree on this. I'm going with Mikel Bridges. Um, he just, when they score, as when he scores as much as he did last night, they just always win. He just doesn't typically do it. But you know the connection that him and Cam Johnson have, and maybe I was just imagining that, although Mikel kind of alluded to it in his pregame comments that that was going to be there. But he looked rejuvenated last night. Yeah, for me, I'm going to say Cam Johnson. I'm going to say Cam Johnson because he scored what? 19 points in 22 minutes? 19 points in 22 minutes right there. He came out, set the tone early as well. When he came off that bench the first time, in the first five minutes, he was out of the floor. Five minutes. He had eight points. Hello, Cam Johnson. It was good to see Cam back. I I have to say Cam Johnson, man. He's the guy that inspired everybody else, in my opinion. It's probably the right answer, but I'm still going with Bridges. Hey, Wolf, this is Cam Johnson. Just want to wish you a happy 60th birthday, man. Appreciate you. Look at Cam. Cam's going to join us, too. He's going to actually join us in a little bit. So 50% agree with Wolf. They say Cam's 19 points in his return. 18% say Saban Lee's 15 points off the bench. 16% 16% say Bridges, 28 points and 9 rebounds. 15% say Eaton's, 24 points and 14 rebounds. We should ask Cam to vote on that when we have him on. Because you know it's Cam Johnson. He won't vote for himself. 
They'll vote for somebody else. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like I just walked into the studio and you don't know who I am? I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, Aaron? next, Matt Ishbia attended his first Suns game as t- the team sale in the trade deadline loom. So how does his impending arrival impact the Suns the deadline? Here's Sham Sharania. We're 20 or so days away from the NBA trade dead- deadline, and I'm told since Matt Ishbia and, and his announcement that he's going to take over the Suns' ownership has come out, uh, the Suns have actually informed teams that they're willing to move a first-round pick and, and potentially take on salary long-term for good players and winning acquisitions. So to me, you're starting to begin to see the influence of the Matt Ishbia, Justin Ishbia or, or, you know, regime and organization uh, and leadership under their ownership. So name a player. Who would you give up a first-round pick for to win now? And signed... Um He's actually going to add to your payroll. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably at the top of the list right now of realistic names. I would, yeah. He's 29, so you it's that's somebody that's still going to be able to contribute for you for a while. Yeah. That's the sort of guy just given his path to get to where he is in the NBA that is not just going to trail off when he gets paid, I don't believe. And that's a guy who won an NBA title and was a big part of that NBA title win. So, yeah, I, Fred Van Vliet, absolutely. I'm, I'm in. Your backcourt's set for the next five years if you do that. He's all done. I love Love that he's a dog. More dogs. We need more dogs. Don't we? We always need more dogs. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals are reportedly interviewing Denver Broncos defensive coordinator Ejiro Evero today for their head coaching vacancy. So, how long do you guys ultimately think this will drag out? So that's an interesting question because if you're if you're not serious about Sean Payton. I mean, you don't want it to drag on forever, but there's not this, like, rush where you have to hurry up and do something before somebody else comes in and takes Vance Joseph or Brian Flores because, to my knowledge, neither one of those guys has job interviews lined up as a head coach yeah. for to be a head coach anywhere else. Um, I, I do think, though, Wolf, I mean, you want to get it done within, like, the next, what, week and a half, probably? I mean, you don't want this to drag on forever. I'll, I'll say two weeks. Okay. I'm going to say one week. Okay. One more week. By next Friday. Okay. How about that specific? All right. What time? By next Friday. <laughs> really? By the time we go off the air. Oh, wow. Okay. So by one fifty-seven on next Friday. There's got to be some type of movement, I would imagine, on this. And maybe this is a situation, too, where you know, okay, maybe there's not a lot of action on Vance Joseph. Maybe there's not a lot of action on Brian Flores. And because of that, you're taking your sweet time interviewing because you know that that can actually work to the advantage of the organization. And it is out there that Sean Payton's head coaching interview with Carolina is tentatively being rescheduled for January 23rd. So that's Monday. Hmm. I'd be freaking out if I was in Carolina right now. Why is this getting rescheduled? Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> that's, that's really good right there. Do a thirty for thirty on that. What's happening? <laughs> no, you have to do it like an episode of Twenty Four and just count down each hour from now until Monday. So, really quickly, guys, it's the divisional round in the playoffs this weekend. We're going to go rapid fire. I just want you to name the team and who's going to win. So, in the first game, Jaguars at Chiefs. 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 Giants at Eagles. Giants. Giants. Wow, look at that. I know. Okay, and then on Sunday. Bengals at Bills. Bills because the Bengals offensive line is shredded. So I'm going to say the Bills. Bills. 
Oh, wow. we got to pick something differently here. <laughs> oh, man. And then lastly, Cowboys at 49ers. Niners. 49ers. I said it Hurry. first, though. So you copied me because I said it yeah, right, one second okay. first. And right. I was looking at you because I was wondering why you were talking at that point in time. Yeah. Just for the record. Okay. You asked me, why, why are you looking at me? like I, Because I, I didn't understand why you were talking. You do that for four hours every weekday. You look at me like, why are you talking? Uh, all right. That was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. When we come back, Cam Johnson returned for the Suns last night. So was that just the spark this team needs? So we'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh. A big night at Footprint Center um, last night. Suns get the uh, the win over the Brooklyn Nets. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. You just, yeah. just laughing at some <laughs> stuff that happened. During the <laughs> that was just a big laugh factory just in here for the last five yourself minutes. Yourself up and then no, I was laughing part at of the programs. You two, honestly. <laughs> um, so the Suns end up winning. Look at the confused look on Command and Control's face right now. All of them like, oh, what are you talking about? Well, they just know that it's a Friday afternoon, and, and Wolf sometimes anything goes at that <laughs> point. That's the they're all, they're all out there. Like Friday afternoons, I feel like they're looking in at like a cage at a zoo, and I'm like, wait, how did I end up in here? Just look at him right now. It looks like Rick, of course, is riding the motorcycle mm-hmm. and in the sidecar. Check the dude out in the sidecar right yeah. there. What's your name again, dude? Dude, yeah. Is what is it? I don't, I don't know. My name's Austin. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah Austin. Look okay, look at that, Austin. He's in the sidecar. See him. Yeah. Looks like he's, he's in probably a, like with this is radio motorcycle, is, and there's Austin here? in the sidecar. Interesting. I don't know if I'd ride in the sidecar if Rick was riding, driving the motorcycle. I don't know where we'd end okay, up. Okay, where are we supposed to go right now? It'd be a lot like this segment. Um, the uh, the return of Cam Johnson last night, and I would throw in the arrival of Matt Ishbia last night. Now, we're going to get more into that a little bit later on in the show. Matty? Uh, but Can we're gonna, I call him Matty? Do you, think he, do you think he's got nicknames that he throws around? He's one of these nickname guys. Probably. Of course he is. He yeah, played sports know, growing up. been in the locker room. Of course he is. Maddie, I wonder what they called him. That's what at Michigan oh, State. That's a good. What did they call him? Maybe at it was Michigan ish. State. Can we have uh, a third ish on ish the Suns? We got ish. a lot of ishes already. Yeah, ish. I don't know. Ish Smith. Ish Wainwright. Nah, you no. know, ish. Maddie. Let's see. His hockey nickname would be right. Hey, what's up, ish? Yeah, that's the easy thing to yeah. do. Ishbia is a little no. There's no way that's happening. If it was hockey, his nickname would have been Maddie. Or, or Isher. Yeah, Maddie. Yeah. Or what? You Isher? always have to add an E-R or a Y at the end. There's That's no way right. around yes, it. Yes, so. Um So he was there last night. But Cam Johnson's return. Let's not bury the lead here. Cam Johnson came back, scored 19 points in 22 minutes. The Suns, at certain points in the game, looked like they were really pulling away. They ultimately won a close game. It's not like they blew uh, Brooklyn out. They won 117-112. to 112, And it was close in the final couple minutes. But it's a win. It's the first time in a while they have shown some semblance of being the Phoenix Suns, and there was a tangible reason why. It's not like they just got hot shooting and it was still all the reserves. Now you've got DA, you've got Mikael Bridges, 
and you have Cam Johnson. You're starting to build your starting lineup back up, which is nice because we're almost 50 games into the season. Which is nice. Which is nice. They got that going for them. That is so funny. (laughs) By the way, I just, uh, right now, I I thought what you said was great. Thanks. I appreciate that. It was entertaining. (laughs) It it was informative. What you're about to say has nothing to do with it, does it? (laughs) I'm just saying, uh, we've got to send out the bat signal right now. Okay. Somebody, please, if you're listening right now, and you know what Matt Ishbia's nickname was when he was with Michigan State. Tom Izzo would in, know. In the locker room. If you're, if you're listening right now, please call the show. Will you give him that number so, right there? Will you let him just go ahead? <laughs> Is that legal? Can we do that? Is legal going to come crashing through the door? No, it's Friday. They're not here. Number? <laughs> do whatever we want. If I got you Tom Izzo's number, would you text and ask him? Uh, yeah, I would, as a matter of All fact. Right. What did you call Matt Ishbia? What was his nickname? Is? <laughs> it can't be, because you got Izzo. Well, you got Ish yeah. and Is. Ish and Is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we need somebody, like a player on the team. What did they call him? Hey, maybe they called Coach Zoe. Coach Zoe. Coach Zoe. Izzo. All right. You know, Coach Zoe. Let's just get Tom Izzo on and ask I, him I all just, these weird I, questions. I really do want to know that. Because wouldn't you love to say that to Matt Ishbia if we have him on the show? Oh, we just call him by his college nickname? Yeah. We, don't, we don't even break character? Hey, yes. Yeah. We'd be like, wait a minute, who is this? <laughs> okay. Who else was on that team? Was that like the Mateen Cleaves? Like, was, that was that area. Yeah. Okay, look, maybe we get another player. Look, I'm show. trying to remember what I had for dinner last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so How's please, going? help me out. It's not going. It's not going well. <laughs> okay, you were talking about the Suns last night, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Yeah. I... Look, the 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 Suns, of course, had three of their starters in the lineup. They're starting front court, and it looked like it. They played different. They looked different. They played defense. At least they did in the first half. They played a ton of defense. Not so much in the fourth fourth quarter. Not so much. Yeah, exactly. The fourth quarter got sideways. I will tell you this. Jarrett Carlin, producer of The Morning Show, did just send me a tweet. When Matt Ishbia, when it was kind of announced that he would potentially be taking over for Robert Sarver. Mm -hmm. Jason Richardson tweeted, congrats to my guy and college teammate Ish. Mm -hmm. Time to bring a ship to the valley. There it is. Wow. Okay. Ish. Now we don't have to contact Izzo. Although I do, I've... Just go to call Tom out of the blue. So now if Tom Izzo calls in, we're like, sorry, we don't need you anymore. We know Matt Ishbia's nickname. He'd be like, what are you talking about? Uh, Okay, coach, have a nice day. I think I think I saw that tweet. Maybe that's why I was thinking it was Ish. Because that was like okay. the day. That was like a couple weeks ago when you were on your winter break. Yeah. I remember when he tweeted that See, when was that? That was quite a while. See, that was October through January. Okay, so they played defense. They looked like the Phoenix Suns in the first half, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved the ball. 30 assists on the game. They look like the Phoenix Suns. That's, that is a trait. That is a characteristic. Part of their DNA when they share the ball. They, they held on to win the game. Now, I don't want to say they played great in crunch time. Not so much. Not so much, but they won the game. They found a way to win the game. It's funny. You get your pieces back. You get your, your DNA back, and suddenly you look like... The Phoenix Suns. Interesting. Well, that that's the difference, right? I mean, they their last two wins, and, and prior to last night, they had won two games since December 19th. So basically two games over the last month, exactly. And those wins were over Memphis and Golden State. So those are both, you know, it's great wins. It's awesome. You beat Memphis, so you beat Golden State again. But n- neither one of those wins felt like, all right, we're starting to turn a corner. Yeah. They just kind of felt like, hey, if we're in survival mode, we needed a win, we got one. Last night, you could point and say, 
You got Cam Johnson back, and and it seemed to rejuvenate the team around him. Last night's win is nice, but it might be sort of foreshadowing for more wins that are coming on the horizon. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, also, too, the, the Brooklyn Nets, I realize they had no Kevin Durant. I understand that. Hey, they, to your point, you said this earlier, the Suns didn't have Devin Booker. Yeah, it's kind the of, Suns didn't have Chris Paul. Kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal right there. And it's not like the Brooklyn Nets are awful. They are not. Coming into this game, what were they, 26-17? and 17. Yeah, they were one of the best teams in, in basketball no, before 20, KD got hurt. 27-16. and 16. I had that backwards. Interesting. <laughs> that might be the first time you've ever not remembered a number right on this show. But to me, I was so encouraged. I think in Suns fans would feel the same way. Just to see proof of life from this team and who they are and what they're all about and what they were all about and have been all about. And suddenly you've got 60% of your starters back in the starting lineup and they look that way. Here's Monty Williams on what Cam Johnson brought in his return last night. I just thought he brought a level of juice to the arena that we hadn't felt in a while. When he got off the bench, you could feel the fans and feel the community like, you know, that's our guy. And um, Mikhail saw his twin come into the game and he was like, let's go. And um, I, I thought it was awesome. I really did. To have your fans emotionally wrap their arms around a guy that's grown up in this city and watched him battle through, you know, a tough injury and have him check in the game and feel that love from the community, from our fans. I thought it was awesome. You know, it was one of those moments where you, you know, I try to stay as focused as I can on the game, but in that moment, I, I felt it. And um, it was really cool. Yeah, man, it was cool. The soul, baby. The soul, body, soul, and spirit. And the soul kicks the crud out of the body and the spirit. The soul. That's what Monty's talking about. That's what we all felt. Is there a way we can bring Booker back at a home game, too? Like we don't know exactly when he's coming back, but I think the impact was amplified last night because it was at Footprint Center. So now I'm looking at the schedule here, trying to figure out what Devin Booker, his four weeks when he gets uh, reevaluated, that's like the middle of next week. And they go out on the road for a game in San Antonio. Maybe come back for that Toronto game, January 30th. Can we just go ahead and make that happen? Yeah. It's just, I, I think, because then there's a stretch where they play like five in a row early February. But I just felt like that was almost amplified by the fact that the crowd was going crazy. You just heard Monty say Mikel Bridges looked up and saw Cam coming in. We heard from DA earlier, yeah. who was like, hey, that's Cam over there. <laughs> like, yeah, you're starting to, to finally look like the Phoenix Suns again. Didn't you see Maloney give you the break? Yeah, that was a while ago. I probably, is that what that means? Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We, uh, Chris from Glendale texted in. Is DA like Dwight Howard, who had tons of talent and put up pretty good numbers, but never really dominated as he could have? Why are you talking? When we come back, uh, how would we rank the Cardinals coaching candidates? Who should be the leading candidate going forward? Wolf has uh, guaranteed us that there would be an answer by next week, right? Is that what she said? We're going to tell you what we think next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Cardinals head coaching search. Update. 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 All right, we may have some clarity by Monday 
that's entirely possible, right? I mean, last week when we did this show on Friday, we were talking. We are like, hey, you know, probably GM first unless they go down the Sean Payton path. When do you think we're going to have that answer? Well, we had it by the time we came back. We got the answer Monday. We didn't have a show on Monday, back Tuesday, and we already uh, we were carrying the press conference. So it's not inconceivable that the Cardinals are close to getting their next head coach. We have seven names that, uh, that we've been hearing, Wolf. Before we go any deeper into those seven names... Do you think there's an eighth that jumps in or a ninth? I don't even need the specific name, but do you think they're still going to expand this? Wow. Yes. You do? Okay. Yeah, I think there's. it's a name that will surface late. Maybe late. Maybe I'm just throwing this out here. I have no idea. Maybe a Jim Caldwell. By interesting. Way. Oh, he has coaching experience too. Jim Caldwell. Wouldn't that be interesting right now? Now, I know he's 68 years old, I think. Well, you were right about Frank Wright. I was going to say, check that for me, will you please, as I'm sitting here talking. 68. Oh, wow. Look at How do you know this stuff? No, you're not. That's what's so alarming. Okay, it is alarming to me right now. But, you know, I'm just saying, maybe a name like that, that would be a name that there's always one, it seems, in every coaching uh, search that surfaces late. He, he might be one. Take the Detroit Lions to the playoffs. That alone makes me think he should be able to coach every year if he wants to. That that should be the resume. It should just be a piece of paper that says, I took the Lions to the playoffs. And it can be handwritten in crayon if you want because Yo, of how powerful that statement is. That is a good coach. Yeah. So let's go with the seven that we we know of right now that are candidates. Vance Joseph, Frank Reich have been interviewed. Uh, Ajiro Evero is being interviewed today. D'Amico Ryans is supposed to be, I don't like today or tomorrow. Aaron Glenn's supposed to be tomorrow. Brian Flores, Sean Payton have not yet been interviewed as far as I know. Let's, um, let's set Sean Payton aside, right? Because unfortunately it kind of seems like the Cardinals are maybe doing that. And, and look, if it changes, if Sean Payton's suddenly interview, interviewing with the Cardinals next Wednesday, yeah. we can go ahead and replay this game, okay? Right. Okay. But let's set him aside. Uh, of the other six, um, did you rank him? Of who you most want? Yeah. So you did? Okay. Yeah, I did. All right. Do you want to... Where do you want to start? Because I have a couple at the bottom of the list that are... Like, I'll give it... Like, number six is Ajiro Evero, and number five is Aaron Glenn for me. But I don't know know the difference between those two right now. I know. I don't know anything about Evero. I know nothing really about him, other than, obviously, he's British, which is... Isn't that odd? He was born in Britain. Right when you said that, soccer popped up on the television. <laughs> you know you can't say British That's too many times without it's, soccer popping yeah, up. Yeah, he was born in Britain. Interesting. Um, does that make you British? Of course it does, based on our needs. Yeah, I'm pretty yes. sure that's how it works. Um, that's, <laughs> well, that's why I said it. <laughs> I was, See, I was, I was agreeing with right you. There. Okay, um, yeah, Aaron Glenn is very interesting to me. And he's getting what I think is the sweet spot of any interview, a Saturday. Oh, you think that's better? I do. I, I just look at that as, why a Saturday? Yawn, wake up, you know, get some... Get a little breakfast, and suddenly you're going to sit down for the next eight hours and have a long conversation. Maybe it goes into dinner, as a matter of fact. So, eight hour interview? Yeah. Wow. Okay. There's a lot. They walk away from the table on this stuff. Do you know that? Yeah. Many times they'll sit there and they'll have hours worth of a conversation and then okay okay, we're gonna walk away take a little break right here get up and walk around move the limbs get the blood flowing and then they come back and they do it again 
It's really, really interesting, fascinating. Don't know if you've ever been involved. In I've never been interviewed for an NFL head coaching job. Just assistants. No, yeah. no, no, no actual head coaching. Well, job. I haven't either, but I've been told that. <laughs> Okay, so... What was it like when you went through the interview process at Phoenix College? <laughs> oh, there you go. It's <laughs> pretty funny, Mel. It's, we, we all get it. We all know I was the worst head coach in the history of community college football. There's no way that's true. No, it was Somebody's got to be worse. It was, man. It was so true. How I, many games did you win? Um, I think it was... Two? Okay, somebody I mean, out there I didn't win two was, games. Yeah, I think it was two. Yeah, but still, just because you won a game doesn't mean you won the game because you were coaching. <laughs> That's I, true. I, I, everybody, I, I, I had no compassion whatsoever. <laughs> I, I had no compassion for getting your face kicked in on the field and taking it and not getting up and doing it again. What do you mean had no again. compassion? I, 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 I still was have no compassion it. for that. Grow up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, will you hit somebody, please? <laughs> Right in the face. Will you hit him in the face, please? That's Thank you to all Wedgebusters out there. Thank, Thank you, Wedgebusters. <laughs> we need to get some of Wolf Swimmer players to call yes. into the show. That's what we need to do. No. No. We don't need we don't that. Need Seriously. Okay. Right. So, so, what was my point? It was an excellent point I was making. It was you, about Aaron Glenn having the Saturday interview. Aaron Glenn having the Saturday interview. Aaron Glenn is a very interesting candidate because the culture is there. He comes from a team that is loaded with culture, loaded with belief. You know, here's where culture matters. There's a lot of people don't know, does, does the culture come first or, or do winning and, and wins come first? What comes first? See, for me, it's culture. Because what you do, you've got an idea as to how you're going to play. But you have to be all aligned. You have to be. You have to be, the entire organization has to be aligned where now all of a sudden this is the scheme we're going to play. You get your head coach and this is the scheme we're going to play. And then your general manager fills the holes in that scheme with players. Those circles, those X's and O's become Jimmy and Joe's. And that is where you're going to either win or lose based on your culture and what it is you believe but it starts with an idea and then filling that idea. Yeah, I think I have to agree, right? I mean, winning helps you build a culture, but you're going to, and we're seeing it with the Cardinals right now. You, you have to implement the culture first when you are trying to rebuild and they're trying to rebuild. They're not trying to rebuild. They are rebuilding. There's no way around that. Um, as far as the coaches, Aaron Glenn and Ajiro Evero, and even to an extent, D'Amico Ryans, I just have hesitancy when it comes to bringing in a first-year head coach on this team, how is Kyler Murray going to respond to another first-year head coach? Is he going to look at them and be like, okay, yeah, they, they know what they're talking about? Or is he going to be like, you know what? I mean, I've been, I've been quarterback longer than they've been a head coach. I don't know. Maybe that won't be the case, but they've also gone with a first-year head coach the last two times. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this, Wolf, to, since we're up against the break. I have, the more we vet this out, I have Flores as my number one choice. We're up close enough to the break where I'm saying this to set you up. Brian Flores, as as would be my first choice of those six. I think Vance Joseph has to be second. And as far as the guys that don't have head coaching experience, 
I kind of like D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. I do kind of like D'Amico Ryans. Yes, I, I would have to say that Brian Flores and Vance Joseph, they, they're toss-ups for me right now. And the decider on that is going to be Kyler Murray. It's going to be Kyler Murray because is Kyler Murray going to respond better to somebody outside the organization or is he going to respond better to somebody he already knows? Who has the better opportunity of fixing them? I don't know what the answer is to that, Basin Orleans. I don't. And that's what makes it confounding to me. But I love the fact that Monty, Montai, Austin Fort, Mo, I like that. Yeah, Mo. Mo actually knows Brian Flores. Actually actually worked in the same organization with him. That's... That seems pretty cool. There's there's a lot to read into it. If it, if that's if it really is Brian Flores versus Vance Joseph, you could read a lot into. Do the Cardinals feel like the only way we're going to get through to Kyler Murray is bring in somebody from the outside, or do they feel like you know right. what he's right there and he listens to Vance? We'll go with Vance. Exactly. That's uh, that's the answer. I do not know. That's the question to be answered. Well, hopefully they know. All right, so the countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun. Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person, so text SUPER to 620-620 to register and listen for your name starting February 6th. You can score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl, plus you're going to win tickets to the following events, the FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, the Super Bowl Experience. If you want to go to all that, text SUPER to 620-620. It is all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. When we come back, the Suns looked like the Suns last night, finally. So what impressed Tom Chambers the most in the win? We're going to ask him the Suns broadcaster and Ring of Honor member will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Tommy. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. A big moment at Footprint Center last night. Suns get the win. That was big. They get Cam Johnson back, though, and his teammates sure seem to respond pretty well to it. Let's talk to somebody who was there. Wolf, Tom Chambers, Suns broadcaster, and, of course, Ring of Honor member, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now. TC, thanks for the time. How you doing? Doing great, guys. It's nice to win, isn't it? It's been a while. (laughs) I know, man. How you doing, Tommy? Oh, things are good. Sun's shining. You know, everything except for the horse fans, they're kind of muddy right now. But other than that, everything's real good. Oh, you had to bring up the ranch, right? You had to bring up the ranch, baby. Walked right into it. Uh, All right, Tom, so let's, uh, looking at the game last night, and I guess let's just go big picture first. What did you notice from Cam Johnson's teammates when, when just his return seemed to energize everybody? Well, I mean, they were ecstatic. I mean, obviously, Mikel, his twin, we call him, um, was, was so excited to have him back out there. Everybody, you know, spirits were lifted. The fans went nuts, which was really cool to see and realize he's coming back and then see him just get up off the bench. And, and it was just a, I mean, it was a great moment. And, and it lasted for a few moments where the team played really well. The crowd was into it, and they built a, a huge lead there, you know, right after he came in. But, man, he started off well. And, it, you know, you forget, you know, when people are gone, for quite a while, but you know Cam's got some serious skills, and shooting is is obviously the one everybody talks about. But he stays in front of people. And last night, I was most impressed with him because he wasn't afraid to go to the basket. A lot of times, when people come back from injury, they're afraid of the contact, and he certainly initiated contact, which was huge for me to see. So, Tommy, did he exceed your expectation? Because we all had this expectation of of what we were going to see from Cam Johnson. Did he exceed that expectation? 
You know, it really he really did not exceed my expectations. I thought he would be good. You know, I actually said, "Oh, he's going to get seven threes tonight in the pregame show." He did not do that, but he started off he started off really well, and and I think you know everything just kind of settled in then uh, after the fact. You know, the team is still shorthanded. Um, his legs were not ready to play a full twenty minutes yet, but uh, it was fun to watch. It really was, and and you see Saban Lee. I mean, he came in and and played just a tremendous leader game. You know, and a local kid. And, he was very excited. We talked to him after the game. And, and to see Mikel the way he was, and D.A. had the first half he did, it was terrific. Talking to Tom Chambers, uh, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Tom, you brought up Saban Lee. I mean, I know it's a very small sample size, but that has been a pretty good story. What have you seen from him? Uh, leadership. I mean, the kid goes out there. He's really poised. He plays like he's been around for a long time. I was uh, worried about his jump shot because it doesn't look great. But um, last night he knocked down a couple of threes, and, and that opened it up for him to penetrate and go to the basket. So if you have a point guard where other teams have to play you honest, you can make other people around you better, and, and you can score the basketball. And he did exactly that. They wanted to find out what he could do because he really doesn't have a name for himself in the NBA. And he was he was absolutely terrific. Does he have a little George Gervin in him with the ice man? Did you happen to notice the way he shoots the ball? Yeah, well, you know, the ice man shot it so flat. Every everything around the paint was a finger roll, so it was a little bit different in body style too. But yeah, he he just he just has a lot of poise to him. I mean, I, I was impressed with the fact that you know nothing seemed to rattle him. I mean, when you come out of you know the G League and you come in the NBA and you're playing 28 minutes or something like that, I, I believe last night. I mean, that that's that's impressive numbers and. And I like Dwayne Washington Jr. I mean, the yeah. way he was scoring and stuff, too. But it doesn't seem like he's going to get on the floor much now because Monty wants a true point guard in there. Tom Chambers joining us. Uh, Tom, the, the game last night, is it's a win. Cam Johnson comes back. There was energy in that building. Matt Ishbio was there as well. It, it felt like, I know it's, it's way too soon to make this jump, but it, it felt like a potential turning point for this season. Did you feel that way? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, this team needs to win. They've been good on their home court, but um, you know, we still got to have players. I mean, you know, I mean, when you've got you know campaign the backup point guard out, and obviously Chris Paul, and then your number one guy, you know, Devin Booker out, it's tough. And then you know, uh, Josh Kogi's been playing so well, and Landry Shamit's had his moments. So that's five guys that are your main guys that are still sitting over there watching the game. So you hope that everybody turned the corner, feels good about themselves. But five or six of those guys that played last night aren't going to play when these other guys come back. Tommy, what did you think of D.A. and how he played? I loved it. I loved it early. The guys were looking for him. He was catching. He was finishing. I mean, everything was really good. And then he didn't really do anything in the second half. I mean, I don't know why he has those streaks where he just kind of disappears because he was having his way with it. I mean, if that would have been me and I had close to 20 and 10 in the first half, I'd have had 40 and 20. You know what I mean? I mean, you just keep you keep, you keep keep the foot on the, on the pedal, man. You just keep going after it. You go for blood. You know, you want to go for the jugular. And I don't know if he has that killer instinct in him because I sure would like him to have do you see the exceptional talent he has? We've been talking about it for years now. He just needs to keep it full throttle. Uh, Tom, so much was made of Cam Johnson stepping into the starting lineup before the season. And he only got to play basically seven games, got hurt. So last night was really like his eighth game of the season. Beyond just being in the starting five, what do you, what do you see as his ceiling whenever he finally hits that? 
Well, he, I mean, I, I expect him to be a 15 to 17 point average guy. You know, it's going to get his six rebounds and, and stay in front of people. You know, he's more of a small forward than power forward, except for in today's NBA, he could be a center. You know, it just everybody seems to be going small, so it's nice to have him. And the Suns, you know, doubly missed him because, you know, Jay Crowder hasn't been here. So you've got two guys that would have been the backup for one another. That are, so that's a huge hole to try and fill. You can go smaller or smaller, you know, if you, if you want to put Mikel up there and go bigger, if you want to put Dario and go smaller, but it was just, that was a void that the Suns just really had a hard time with. So it's great to have him back. I mean, you know, Cam has been injury prone, had different, you know, owies and stuff. And, and so you just hope that the young man can stay healthy because he's a guy that's, you know, due for a contract. And uh, and I expect him to play well and, and get kind of a Mikel Bridges kind of a deal. Tommy, there was a report that was out to where the Suns were willing to give up a, a number one pick and add salary to their roster. Um, do you think they're going to be active at the trade deadline? I do. I do. I believe that they're going to do something with the Jay Crowder situation before then. Um, they may move a player or two with him to, you know, if they need to get a bigger salary, uh, just so just so it matches up. You know, in today's league, it's not so easy. You've got to match up salaries. So you, you see ancillary players just going with trades just so the salaries match up. So I would expect Jay and another player to be gone for, for somebody they want. And if they have to give up a first-round pick, it's nice that they're willing to do that. And, I mean, I, it makes sense. I mean, they have a window now. They have a really good team now. They have the best record in the league for the past couple of seasons, and it's the same team. So I believe that, that they're ready now, and, and it's nice that uh, the new owner sees that and, and is willing to do what it takes to win uh, today. Talking to Tom Chambers. Uh, Tom, you've, you've experienced the ups and downs of this league. There's a lot of guys on this team that won 64 games last year that were in the finals the year before, but the reality is they had won two games in the last month just on the most basic level. How much do you think they just needed to win a game to, to feel like themselves again? Oh, you have to. I mean, it just gets so depressing out there. And, and you, know, you can say what you want. Well, this guy's out and that guy's out. But this team is used to winning. And, and you could just, you know, that, that dark cloud was hovering. And then the guys just, you know, they, they wanted to say and tried to say the right things. But it's just hard, you know. It's just hard when you're when you're losing basketball games. So, man, I'll tell you what. I, even for me, I've been spoiled the last couple of years. So I'm used to them winning. And, and I was I was half depressed out there. So it was nice to hear that, you know, Cam Johnson was back. And and, uh, and it made a huge difference. Do you like the fact that Matt Ishbia played the game, that he knows the locker room, and he's your owner? Do you like that? Well, absolutely. I mean, Wolf, you know that's yeah. huge. If, if a guy knows, understands it, and it's competitive. And everything I read about him or hear about him, I mean, even in his training things or when he brings his staff together, it's all competitive stuff. I mean, they literally play dodgeball and volleyball. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they, they compete. He yeah. understands that competing is, is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. In the business world, you know, obviously in, in basketball world, to compete. And, and it sounds like he wants to win, and he's a competitor. And I mean, walk on it, you know, at what, uh, Michigan State yeah. and making the team. I mean, that's that's uh, absolutely terrific because that's they've been a powerhouse for a long time, but yeah, everybody I hear uh, uh, that knows him or has been around him and everything I've read is just is great stuff. They all love him. He's a, he, 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 he's, he's a, he's a down-to-earth guy and yet, boy, he's built an empire and so uh, I, I'm sure he's going to want to do that in something he truly loves and that's, the, and that's the sport of basketball. Tom Chambers, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. 
All right, thanks, Thank guys. Thank you, Tommy. That's Tom Chambers joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. When we come back, back to football, eight teams left in the playoffs. What can the Cardinals learn from each of them? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.